For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey. Yo. You got any frustrations you want to air out? Um, I don't get frustrated. You don't get frustrated. No, I gave that up years ago. Man. I gave that up. Can you, can, can, can you share that with me? Jeez. Sure. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, a lot to get to on this show. Uh, my man ED doesn't get frustrated. I tend to get frustrated from time to time. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was frustrated uh, at one point during this offseason. We'll discuss that. Also, uh, we'll talk about your uh, favorite linebacker uh, coming up here. Um, as well, Fred Warner's a lot of discussion out there, a lot of chatter. People love lists. People love lists. <laughs> and one thing lists do is give us something to talk about. So we're going to talk they about are. it. Yeah, they're polarizing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about your favorite linebacker uh, as well. Um, of course, as always, we want to remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, if there's a like button on your particular subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. And always feel free to get involved in the show. We're uh, located on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Bump in Run. Uh, as always, we are presented by Bet Online. Um, Lionel Messi is a really, really good soccer player. Um, and Bet Online, uh, our friends over there, they've set odds on his next stop. And it seems like right now, Manchester City may be the favorite. Um, while unlikely, the option of Messi joining the MLS has nine to one odds. Well, that ain't happening. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's too early. I think it's too early in his career for that, right? Normally, guys are like way closer to retirement uh, by the time they come over here uh, across the pond. Uh, but anywho, wherever you think uh, Messi might land, uh, th- there's some action for you over there at Bet Online. Um, visit the website today. You go ahead and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, so Kyle's been all in the news. First of all, uh, apparently he, he he had a video that went viral. Um, which was oh, yeah, yeah, interesting the, the, in the itself. Pizza oven. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see the ball land. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much, <laughs> like, how much stock am I taking into that, right? Like, I, I mean, he threw it. It flew. Like, it went from, you know, one side of the street to the other side of the street, one roof to the other roof. But, um, one, I didn't see a pizza, pizza oven. And, two, there was that little tree right there, right? <laughs> so, once the ball was, was making – um, you know, it's it's way downward. It's downward trajectory. Uh, it disappeared for me. But you know, I always tend to miss things. So, um, that could just be me. You know, and <laughs> if, if, if I don't think it, you, you know what, man? I don't think it was the pizza oven. Um, whether or not it made it or the whole throw, as much as it was the the coach hanging out 
with his former players. Players. Yeah. I think that's what everybody was getting into. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it I mean, it, it's kind of it kind of echoes, I guess, some of the things that we we've heard about Kyle, right? Like, you know, he's a he's a dude's dude, right? Like his, his players tend to love him for the most part, and. Uh, things of that nature. So I mean, that was cool seeing them hang out with Joe Staley and and, and other folks that were out there. Uh, not sure where exactly they were, but it looked like um, looked like a fun time. Um, looked like a fun time. Nice little <laughs> beach community and, and whatnot. And uh, looked like they were they were hanging out and probably had some uh, uh, some uh, prime uh, positioning for for whatever fireworks that were were, were going to go up that night. Um, so he he that that was that that kind of started off the week, I guess, for Kyle. Um, but then. He was also on the Ringers Flying Coach podcast with Peter Schrager, and Rams head coach Sean McVay was on there as well. And he, Schrager was able to get them together, um, which was, uh, which, which is fantastic. And they were speaking about one Matthew Stafford, and uh-huh. uh, Kyle admitted uh, he was frustrated that the Niners didn't land Matthew Stafford, um, and. Just to kind of give you an idea, I guess Cabo's the place to be, right? So I guess McVeigh and and apparently McVeigh and, and Drew Brees and Andrew Whitworth and uh, I'm not a big Cabo fan. No, are you? I've never been to Cabo, uh, in all it, honesty. I, so I I can't I can't speak to it. Um, yeah, but, I've been. I'm not I'm not a big. There's so many other places on the planet that I would that I enjoy much more. I'm not I'm not yeah. a big Cabo fan. Not, why yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, it's just. I mean, it's just the it's your typical re- resort town. There's nothing there's nothing unique about it. I hear you. There's nothing there's nothing that you would look at or experience where you would say only here. You know, it's, yeah. it's like any other if any other beach resort town. There's nothing special about it, I hear in you. my opinion. I hear you. Well, uh, ended up being a special weekend for the Rams. Uh, I believe, uh, as Schrager uh, said, uh, it, it was it was McVay, Drew Brees, Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I think Stafford was at the same uh, hotel resort as well in Cabo, and then uh, Kyle was in Cabo as well, but he was at some other resort down the street. And uh, I guess, long story short. Kyle was doing all this research, all this film study on Stafford, and, you know, he was thinking, like, okay, let's, you know, are we going to make a move here or not? He was told by someone, look, we're not going to do anything tonight. You know, just get you some rest or whatever. Guess he had been pouring through, you know, all this tape on Stafford. Uh, and so he's like, all right, let's just go get some dinner. Let's go get some drinks, whatever. Um, he heads out. He gets to dinner maybe, like, you know, 30 minutes later or so. He gets a text saying, like, you know, like it's happening, right? And, and Stafford is going to the Rams, and so um, he he recounts this story to Sean McVay uh, on the podcast, and uh, he said he he and this is this is a quote from him. You don't want to get me started, dude. Like that was frustrating. I remember looking <laughs> through it because everybody was telling me it was a possibility. Stafford's the man. I studied him hard coming out of college, and you always play against him, so you know how good he is. But to know he might be available and to spend two weeks really watching him, Sean, yeah, he's better than I realized. He was the man. He's actually underrated to me. I know how good of a guy you got. This is Kyle Shanahan to Sean McVay on on the podcast, on the uh, the podcast, on the Ringers podcast with with uh, Peter Schrager, the Flying Coach podcast. 
what this you, 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 this conversation has kind of been swirling around. What, what, what was your uh, first your first thoughts about it? It makes total sense that he would look at it. He's already they've obviously already found themselves in a position where they wanted to do something else. They want to do something else at the quarterback position. We know that that is obvious. Uh, we know that they are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. He is not the quarterback of the future. He's the quarterback of right now. So you're going to look at your options. And honestly, Matt Stafford would have been cheaper than what it costs to get Lance. You know, when you think about it. So he's just looking at all his options. Now, we have discussed Matt Stafford at nauseum back in the time. I didn't think you should give up too much for him. But what what did we say even back when that was happening? There's no question he is an elite talent. You're not the first pick of the NFL draft because you were void of talent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's there's no no one's going to be a top five, top ten pick that lacks talent. Okay. So now it's just so that so that's that's not an issue. That's never been an issue or concern. Everyone knows that he's talented. I just think the Niners did themselves a favor. This is Matt Stafford. I said it before. I'll say it again. Matt Stafford has never le- elevated a franchise to a point. Yes, he's in a tremendous talent, and he can do some things, but he's never elevated a franchise to the point to where he's gotten it done, where the team has been able to get over the top, where he has, where his play, his leadership has led a group of men to do something special. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why every coach looks at looks at the, the, this player who's never done it and, and tells themselves, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who can. I'm the guy that will. And it's it, it just doesn't happen that way after a guy's been playing forever. You're not you're not all of a sudden going to and, reinvent who this person is so do i understand a head coach who is the offensive play caller who is the quarterback coach looking at a talented quarterback when he feels he needs a quarterback no i I completely understand that makes perfect sense um makes perfect sense at the time that he would be bothered by it he'd be frustrated that it didn't go down the way he wanted to go down because he's saying okay i can upgrade at the position you so all that i get um i'll go back to what i said before i don't think matt stafford is an upgrade at the court as a quarterback as a talent yes as a quarterback and leader i don't think the rams upgraded at the quarterback position and i don't think the niners would have upgraded at the quarterback position if he had come here either yeah, so I'll say this. What say you? I'll say this about Stafford. Um, obviously, he played all those years with Megatron, right? But collectively, this is the best group of talent he's had around him at the wide receiver position. Uh, what he's stepping into right now with the Rams. So there's that aspect of it. Um, McVay kind of falls off the Shanahan tree, if you will. Like they kind of came up together. And so uh, it's fitting that both of them were interested in him because it says a lot about, you know, what it is each of them are trying to accomplish uh, offensively 
um, and, and what they're sort of looking for in a quarterback. Uh, I'm with you in the sense that I don't necessarily get the appeal. I think my biggest concern, and it, it's it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because we always get on these athletes and coaches and stuff about you know not. Uh, you know, being candid or not offering an opinion, this, that, or the other. And then when they do, we just kind of blast them for it, right? Um, uh-huh. But I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan of, like, airing out the dirty laundry, right? Like, like that to me was more interesting than him, you know, actually saying, like, that to me was more interesting than him saying, you know, whatever it was, you know, that, that he actually said. Like, my whole thing is... Like why, you know, like, oh, well, this- like, like, like why, like because it's it's all this does is is all this does is is put more eyes on Jimmy, right? And then now it, I think it, to a lesser degree, I think it puts some eyes on Trey as well, um, yeah. at the quarterback ding, ding, ding. position, and and so like, and so for me, like my whole thing is just like like why, like like I get it, like that like, that's your buddy, and maybe you guys can have these conversations behind closed doors. Obviously, it's entertaining. It's it's show fodder for us, so I'm thankful that he did it. But just as a, a, a supporter of the Niners, it's just like like why even, you know, like like why like why even do why even go there? Um, because the social media world has everyone um, in this position to where I'm going to have my me moment. Um, it, and coaches are human as well, so people like the attention. They like being smarter. They like saying things that they don't know. Look at what's happened. It's out there. Everyone's going. Because if you think this through, you just said it. There is no reason. Like I said, well, I just told you. I get it. I understand you having a look, the research, even being frustrated that you didn't make it happen when you decided to make it happen. But I should have known about that. Because you know what you just did? As you said, you put pressure on Trey Lance to pick it up in a hurry. Because you just told me that he wasn't you your were first moving option. on from Jimmy Garoppolo. You, yeah. you, you just said, without question, that you decided, I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to be my quarterback. And I'm, I was frustrated that I couldn't find his replacement today. That's what you just said. You want him off the field right now. You just told me. Yeah. I don't have to question it anymore. I don't have to ask. That's why I said Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of right now. Because Kyle told me he has no future. <laughs> I, I would have, I would have RIP'd him if I got Matt Stafford. I couldn't, so I had to go to the next best thing. Next best thing is to get a talented rookie and develop him and get through until he's ready. That's what he just did. Yeah. There was no reason, no reason to make that statement because it's going to be very difficult. For you to get the best out of Jimmy. You just told me you don't want me here. You just told me you tried to get rid of me. You didn't draft someone for me to develop. You don't want me here. You were looking to replace me at a moment's notice. Why the hell do I care about you? Yeah. That's that. It's tough to play under those conditions, bro. It's really tough to ask anyone, and people can sit here and say, oh, you have a teammate, you have teams, uh, you have fans, you're wearing a uniform, you got to take pride 
all of this stuff. You tell me, all you listeners, if you walked into a place and your bosses were talking trash about you, didn't want you in the building, and you had options to go elsewhere. It's going to make you feel some type of way. It's going to make you feel some type of way for sure. And and if you're Kyle, right, like you still got to go back in that locker room. You still got to look at him like these words, these comments aren't going to go away. In fact, like the first time the Rams and the Niners played this season, like this conversation is going to come back up, right? And and so people are going to be talking about this, you know, during the season, you know, as well. Like I don't think this is anything that's just going to go away. And on top of that, it like it wasn't a secret. Like people knew the Niners were in on the Stafford sweepstakes, right? Like uh-huh. like uh-huh. like it was it was already out there, right? So, you know, I, I just don't think that there was any need to go back out to to go there and further cement that and then, you know, well, have no this going for, no going. need for the coach to there was no need for the coach to cement that he had an emotional reaction to not getting the guy. This is an extremely emotional did. reaction, right? Yes. Like he's like, I yes. was frustrated. I think There's he's no underrated. Like he's just he's just just singing uh-huh. all the praises of a quarterback that's not even in his locker room. Uh-huh. And 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 worse, that's in his division that he's going to see twice a year. Um un, un, unless unless it, it, there may have been some gamesmanship involved. Do you think there's any gamesmanship involved in that conversation? Do you think he's trying uh, to blow smoke because his buddy Sean is sitting across the table for him or, or across the Zoom screen or, or Zoom screen or whatever, and to just to 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 just kind of pump him up and pump that organization up when in the back of his mind he's like, yeah, we got some for that guy. Well, if he did, if that were, if that were the case, then that was he had some bad advice. Or and if he didn't, and if he did that on his own, he should have gotten advice. That's a bad move <laughs> because I just explained it. You just told you just told your quarterback, "I don't want you here." I don't want you here. Um, you said that publicly, so gamesmanship. You're not going to come out publicly and say, "Oh man, I was just kidding." <laughs> I was just trying to. I was just trying to make the Rams feel some kind of way. He's not going to do that. So publicly, this discussion. You say the Rams game. No, this is this discussion is going to go on every single time. There's an issue. Well, if yeah. Jimmy throws the ball, yeah. if if you know if he has a good game, bad game, it's going to be is Jimmy doing it in spite of him? Good game, bad game. Is Kyle going to get rid of him? Is is Jimmy in the dumps because he knows they don't want him here? He created that, so that's just bad coaching. That's a bad PR move for the organization for the head coach to come out and and play that type game with the quarterback, and that also. Think about this, man. You're the quarterback on the football team. De facto leader. Yeah. Most important position on the team. Everybody's supposed to look if, to you. If my head coach is going publicly, he is announcing to the world that I'm sitting here saying Jimmy's my guy. Jimmy's my guy. We drafted a quarterback, but he ain't ready to play. Jimmy's my guy. Yeah. Jimmy is the guy. Yeah. And then you come out and say, I was trying to replace him behind his back all along. Guess what? I don't trust the thing you tell me anymore, coach. You're playing a head game. I thought we were cool. You're going to have that. That's going to creep up in guys' heads. But do I really trust this dude? Do I really believe what he's going to say? Do I really believe that he's all in on me 
the way I'm all in on his system and these colors and doing these things. Do I believe what he's saying? It's one way when you need to hear nor there with me. When, you know, you, I, you're, you're not trying to make my heaven or my hell. You're just like, do the job, and this is how it's going to be. When you start hanging out with me and throwing balls in pizza ovens and going on trips, and then you come back and you make these statements, I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. Because you're telling me, you're telling me one thing, but then you're telling me the behind the scenes that you have to get me. I know that happens. But you don't have to. You don't have to make it seem like it's not happening yeah. when it really is. It seemed like you're kind of yeah. rubbing it in the guy's face at that point, right? And yes. and if you're, and, and 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 this is this is the quarterback we're talking about, right? It's like if you're somebody else in that locker room, like Thank you're you. you're thinking, well, if it happened to the quarterback, it, it it for sure can happen to me, you know, right? Um, mm-hmm. so it's. I don't know. Very interesting, and 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 who knows? Like I don't I don't know what type of residuals this will, will have on Trey either. But I think to a lesser extent, it kind of puts the spotlight on Trey as well. Um, we talked about it on or this is Believe in Forty Nine. This is the Believe in Forty Nine ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Ed, we talked about uh, Niners getting fined, um, and you know them <laughs> having to cancel yep. OTAs. Apparently, there uh-huh. was like a mulligan involved and. Uh, really, like they didn't have to cancel OTAs, but they were like voluntarily okay. uh okay. canceled or or something. At least that's that's the new story. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know that I buy that, but uh, what what do you think about this retraction? Um, that that was made uh by Adam Schefter last week. Um. The, uh, well, the, re- the retraction being made by Schefter, it is what it is. You guys, you guys make up stories all the time. <laughs> I'm not saying how to make that up, but I have seen guys make things up. Yeah, they get a they get a piece of, of news or a tweet from someone, and then they go with it like it's a story, like it's from a real source. Um, but with that being said, they canceled because it was going to be canceled. So you can say we can go semantics. And we can say, hey, the league did not cancel those. We voluntarily decided not to do it. Okay. But you do know, because you have been informed, the letter was coming. Um, You were just waiting to see how much you had to pay and the punishment. So what we're going to do, we're going to just toss you a bone. We're going to cancel this because you guys are going to cancel something. You're going to do something. So we may as well just go ahead and get this off the books. People, it's Kyle Shanahan. We're talking about the system. He has a new quarterback that he would love to get prepped and ready for this system. He's been talking about it in OTAs on um, how the guy's picking up things, and that's going to prep him for uh, – Trey Lance, that is, that's going to prep him for training camp. Do you think he would voluntarily give up time with his new quarterback – um, and take away valuable lessons learned on the field during the offseason that he could utilize to make him better going into camp. Volu- you think volunta- voluntarily. Would, right. would voluntarily say, yeah. I don't want to spend any time with my new quarterback that we already, in the last segment, A Block, we just discussed. He already told you he doesn't want Jimmy quarterbacking right now. 
So he's going to volunteer to not get the next guy ready? Think about that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's also um, like coaches love to practice, right? So yeah, they do. So it, it to to voluntarily take a whole week of practice away, especially you know when you're trying to groom uh, someone. And, and just to catch you up on it, in case you missed it, of course the Niners were fined a hundred thousand dollars and Kyle Shanahan fifty thousand uh, dollars. They they were forced to cancel the final week of OTAs. And then there there was a correction came out that said the 49ers did not have OTAs taken away as they were already they had already voluntarily canceled their last OTA and a mandatory mini camp. And Kyle said he canceled it because he wanted the team to have the full 40 days off or whatever before going to camp, make sure yeah. their legs were ready, this, that, or the other. I, I'll throw another question out there. I Do you – how – do you think he if, – if, if he lied about this, which it seems like, you know – it's leaning leaning like he did if he did how much of that do you think is because maybe he's starting to feel the pressure of 2021 like we've talked about it on 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 our pod a bunch how like this is this is a a huge year for kyle right like Mm -hmm. how much do you think maybe some of these decisions are leading to him you know in 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 thinking that and maybe sort of feeling that heat that this is a huge year for him as well um, you know what? Well, first of all, let me make this statement. Make, let me make this perfectly clear. I don't think Kyle lied. I think Kyle told the truth when he said we voluntarily um, took the remaining minicamp off the book. As a result of that, these guys are going to have days off and fresh legs and all of that stuff. I think he meant it when he said we voluntarily took it off the books. I'm just trying to explain to you why he volunteered. He volunteered because he knew something was coming. Yeah. So let me give you this and hope that that's enough. That's why he did it. Sort of like um, the NCAA, right? When like when college, yes. they they come down on schools and they and made, self-report. They self-report yes. and they they voluntarily yes. give up, you know, a scholarship or two for this year or whatever. Okay, okay, I see and where you you're hope, going. And you hope that the authorities say, okay, okay, that's, that's good. enough. That's your yeah. That's your probation period. That's enough. We're not going to give you hard time. That's what Kyle did. I do believe that's what happened. So no, I don't think he's lying. I think he did what he said. I'm just giving you the background on why he did it because. There's no way he wanted to give up a week with his quarterback. Yeah. You can put you can install half of your playbook in a week. That's a lot of practice time, people. You can install no lie. You can install you can install your entire playbook. At least at least half of it. Wow. In a week's time. In two weeks you can put in your whole playbook. Wow. From start to scratch. You can you can get a guy in because he's an NFL player. He should be able to um Dissect the information. Dissect, retain, and, and retain it, and retain. You got it first. First is understanding it. So you're dealing with players that are going to understand, understand the game at a higher level. So now it's about retention, learning the new language, because once you because it which becomes easier when you understand what the words are referring to. It makes it easier. Yeah. So there's only so with all the crazy talk. There's only so much you can do on a football field. There are only so many formations. There are only so many personnel groupings. Um, there's only so many vari- variations which just in motion. There's only so much you can do. So after a while, you learn what everything means. So that's a lot of time. 
That's a lot of time, um, especially with a rookie, because that's a lot of mistake time that they can learn from. They can do things wrong and get accustomed to doing it correctly. So that's the first part of that. So now with the 2021 thing, um, yes, he is. He's going to Philly, but that's a coach. People understand coaches, especially head coaches, they're paranoid by nature. Coaches are paranoid by nature. As you said earlier, coaches love to practice. Why? They are paralyzed by the what if. And the only way you can work on the what if is to practice. Practice. <laughs> you got to work on those those scenarios, the time and score, any yes. clock situations, things of that yes. nature. Yeah, you got to work on all that stuff. So you have to work on the what if. So Kyle is definitely concerned about the fact that he's had one winning season. Okay, he backed up his winning season with a losing season. Um, and there's there's pressure on him to get it done this year. You you the team is going into camp, you're gonna be healthy. Uh, the expectations are high. You have a very good roster. Um, a roster with guys who won who are expecting to win. Yes, there's there's pressure. I I think there is an understanding that he's supposed to get it done with this group. There's no way this is not a playoff team. This this team is supposed to make a playoff run, a deep run. And um, anything short of that, I, um, I think that would be a damning statement for Kyle. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you in a sense that, um, you know, I mean, last year was just so strange with all the injuries and whatnot, but uh, like it's time to, I mean, I, he, he made the, the one Super Bowl and then, you know, a huge step back last year. Um, but with this roster as it's assembled, I mean, this roster is talented enough to, to be able to make a playoff run and, and, and a deep one. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I do think he's he may be starting to feel a little bit of it because it's, I mean, he's not naive to the fact. I mean, you look up, you know, all he has to do is look up and see how long he's been there and how, how much he's won, right? And so, you know, he's got to be mindful of that, right? He can't be so naive to not be mindful of that and not think about that. And so, um well, he knows. He's been around football too long, yeah. so he understands. He, understand, he, he understands he, that he, aspect he, of he it, He knows right? that this is, this is a performance-based game. It's That's just the way it is. And, um, I mean, it's, it's immediate performance. It's your last performance-type job. So your last performance as a head coach was subpar. You can't go back-to-back subpar. If you're a player and you have two bad years in a row, you're probably going to get cut. Yeah. You're going to get moved, traded, whatever, depending on – the level that you've achieved, the heights that you've achieved. But if you have two bad years in a row on a team, you're probably not going to be on that team yeah. for the third year. Um, as a head coach, you you get looked at that same way. It, that's what has happened. Once upon a time, coaches would get a they would get a pass, but now it's back to that point to where you have these rookie coaches coming in doing well. The college guys are coming in doing well yeah. early on immediately. So right, yeah. So a guy, so a guy. It's been in his league his entire life. He's a lifer. He's a lifer as a coach. Um, and you are, are are not in a rebuild. This is not a roster you look at and say, "Well, if they had this, you got everything. You got, got yeah, to win. You got everything. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's when it's winning win. it's winning time." Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, talked about a lot of Kyle on this show. Talked a lot about about one Kyle Shanahan. Uh, now is that time of year where uh, 
all these various outlets are coming out with their lists, you know, top players at this position or that position or what have you. Um, and so linebackers have, have been uh, making the rounds here recently. And if you go around, you know, various outlets, uh, Fred Warner is on these lists, right? And ESPN has him number two. Their list just came out. This is the most recent list. Uh, ESPN has him number two. Uh, and they have Devin White number one. So they have White, Warner, and then Bobby Wagner three. Uh, there was another list from CBS that has uh, – they had White all the way at six, and they had Wagner one and Fred Warner two. Um, and you go around and look at some of the other ones. Uh, I think Pro, Fo- Pro Football Focus had uh, another one, and – um, they had Wagner one, Warner two, uh, Kendricks three, uh, as well. Um, and so, uh, it's interesting. I mean, Fred, of course, is in the uh-huh. com- is in the conversation, right? Of course, uh, of and, course. And so, um, I know there's. I think we've talked about it a lot. Like the the, the top two linebackers in the game, um, at least in, in my opinion, uh reside you know right here in the nfc west and that's that's fred warner and bobby wagner um i agree first of all these rankings are very subjective um absolutely and so it's 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 uh another one out there profootballnetwork.com they got fred warner number one as well um and and so they're, they're, they're very subjective and it's you know i mean i mean who's to say what i i fred's in the conversation and, and I'll, I'll say this you we first started working together. We first started doing this pod. You you pointed out Fred to me because um, I really hadn't paid that much attention to him, to be perfectly honest. And then and that I, was that was almost three years ago, right? Yeah, almost right. That was almost three seasons ago, and so or three years ago. And so it was, and, and so I started paying attention. And then it was the it was the play that won me over. And, and this goes back to the nineteen season. It was our first season doing this. Um, they were in Baltimore, and he is uh, – he picked up uh, – geez, who's the wide receiver? I forget the wide receiver's name at this Oh, I point. remember the play um, you're talking about. I can't remember the wide receiver, but he, but he was it, in the slot. He was in the slot, and it was a little crossing yeah. route, and, and Fred's running with him stride for stride, and I'm like, whoa, this dude is different. Um, and it was uh, – I forget the guy's name, but speedster, speed wide receiver. Uh, oh, I think uh, he went to Oklahoma, but uh, he was the uh, – he play he plays for the Ravens and I was like wow like that's that's different right that's next level um mm-hmm. and then um of course you watch Bobby Wagner and you see the great things that that he he can do and, and I remember watching last year and thinking and seeing them on the field together uh you know playing against one another um and, and it 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 was very clear to me like okay like Fred's closing the gap like like he, he he's closing Agreed. the gap here for sure um. I'm not sure. I mean, my bias may give him the slight edge, um, but there's there it would it would it would be purely based on bias. But if I if I look at it, if I if I don't look at it through my heart, like you always tell me to, yeah. and and just yeah. and see it with my eyes, I mean, I I ha- I have no choice but to give Wagner the nod. But I think it's a it's. That that gap has has closed for me. I think Fred is right there, and, and I think the national pundits are seeing that too. 
Um, you know, some even have him number one. They have him one or two. Um, I haven't uh-huh. seen I haven't seen him lower than two on any of this of these lists, as if that means anything. But um, I know people are up in arms because they they feel like Fred <laughs> should be number one. And of course, you know, you're you're seeing it through the same you know same colors that I'm seeing it through. But uh, but I, I you got to give Bobby Wagner his props. He's he's he for he's he's the best in the game right now. Oh uh, well, you know, I don't ever because I don't need to um um justify or validate any of my comments or analysis with my love for the team or bias therefore um i don't i don't do that everybody knows how i feel about the team and they know why i feel the way i feel about the colors um so i don't even bring that into play you know i was tweeted and they were talking about the list and everything's going on and and these people are crazy fred's the best you know bobby wagner um you know, Fred's the best linebacker, and these this ain't have it wrong. And I, and I just said, I said, you know, actually, Fred's not the best linebacker in the league. Not right now. Hollywood Brown. Bobby Sorry Wagner. to cut you off. Hollywood Brown. That's the receiver that I couldn't. Hollywood Brown. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. But I'm saying, like right now, the best linebacker in the league is Bobby Wagner. Agreed. Fred Warner. If you know anything about football, there's no way you can put him less than three on any list for any reason. He's that good. He's good at everything. Um, but you said earlier, it depends on what you're evaluating. Last plays, plays out in the open, knocking balls down from um, Hollywood, that's Fred. Yeah. He's a, he's a better cover guy. He's a speed guy, the distance, the length. He's a 6'4 guy. He's long. He can make plays out in space. Um, he's athletic enough to do it. So those things are there. Okay, so pass coverage. One aspect of a linebacker. I'm going to give that to Fred Warner. Better than anybody in the league at the linebacker position. David White's pretty close, but I'm going to say Fred's the best at it. Now, what else do linebackers do? Let's see. How about blitzing a quarterback? Bobby Wagner. How about taking on lead block? Lead block. Bobby Wagner. How about pull trap blocks? Bobby Wagner. How about bouncing the load so someone can scrape and come clean? Left shoulder. Boom. Bobby Wagner. You got to do the same thing, right shoulder, boom, Bobby Wagner. Um, everything, um, tackling, setting blocks, tackling, Bobby Wagner. So, Fred is the best cover guy. Fred's close, as you said. The um, distance, the divide has narrowed in all those other areas. And some may say here or there, some of the things I just described, Fred may be neck and neck with him. But Bobby, across the board, and his pass coverage isn't shabby across the board. He's the best linebacker. Yeah. He's been doing it longer. He's been doing it at the, at the highest level consistently. I don't see him dropping off just yet. Um, Fred, Fred's going to have to elevate his game to get to where Bobby is. I think he can. I expect him to. But if we're just saying who's the best today, I, 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 I love the colors just like you guys do. Love watching Fred want to play. Would love to stand in the huddle with Fred Warner. Could have used him on my squash. Um, but Bobby's better. Just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, what it's worth. I, I don't, I don't, um, and look, Fred is getting his flowers, right? I mean, he was named all pro last year, along with Bobby Wagner and Darius Lane. And, and you're not, and, and trust, and that's another thing. Trust me, you are one of the best. You are one of the best. We can all say it, it's all subjective, but 
all pro, you are one of yeah. the best. We're not talking pro bowl. Position. We're talking all pro. Like there, there's yes. a difference. Like people sometimes confuse those two. But if you're all pro, that's that that that's that's next level right there. That's that's you versus that's you versus the league. That's not you and your division. That's not you and your teammates. That's you versus the league. Yeah. Yeah, and so and so Fred Fred is getting his flowers. He's getting his you know he, he he's getting the the attention and, and the credit um, that he definitely deserves. But I mean, there's levels to this, right? And so um, from that standpoint, I, I I think you know for the things that you just said, I think uh, I, I I would have to go Bobby Wagner. And look, if we've been perfectly honest, like you you brought up the blitzing, like when we've seen we've seen Fred miss, you know, on on some of those. Opportunities. Remember, they they were blitzing a lot last year, probably more mm-hmm. than than we had seen. And and Fred wasn't always getting home. You know, he'd be close. You know, but he, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily always getting there. Um, but you see the difference that Bobby Wagner makes in the physicality um, in which he he, yeah, he, he goes about he it too. The body frame. They just they're just built differently. So yeah. the center of gravity is different. So Bobby just brings more bricks when he's running into those those big uglies. And fullbacks and stuff, tight ends that they have blocking. He just he just brings more weight, so it gives him an advantage in those tight spots where you, where it's just body blows. You know, when you up against the ropes and it's nothing but body blows, you gotta have some bricks, man. Yeah, and, 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 and you know he's good at that. And that just goes to show you just like how tough this division is, right? I mean, you got obviously Fred wearing the colors, but I mean you got Bobby Wagner up there in the Pacific Northwest. Like, I mean these are two titans in the game and what they do it. Um, you know, at their respective positions and and, and leading their respective defenses, and, and so um, it just it just means that it, it just means that things are sort of tough to come by um, in this in this uh, in this division. But you you clearly see the difference that Bobby Wagner makes um, when he's on the field. Not to say that you don't see it for Fred, but you know when Bobby's out there, um, kind of like what you said, like he he just kind of he, he just kind of brings that. And so um, look. Don't get all up in arms. I mean, all this means is is Fred, you know, it, it, it can still continue to improve and, and and maybe get that spot. But you know, he's got mm-hmm. he's got a little a little ways to go. But that doesn't mean that that he's not in the discussion, right? Because the gap is certainly closed. And you know, coming off an All Pro year, you know, we would love nothing more than him to follow that up with another All Pro year. And look, and honestly, whether that means that he surpasses Wagner or not, like like that don't even matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, long as his production no. is 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 there, you know, the production that we've seen from him these first few years uh, in the league and, and playing at an All Pro level like he did last season, and, and to be recognized at that level again uh, this year, um, you know that, that 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 speaks more to me than you know any list that comes out in May or June or July. So um, that that's the only list that truly matters at the end of the day is that. You're the best player on the best unit on the best team. That's that's the only list that matters. At the end of the day, the team that wins it all, guess what? David White gets to say he's the best middle linebacker in the league this season. Yeah. You know why? And some people think so. And I'm, I'm a huge Devin White guy. Like, I loved him when he was at LSU – and watching him, you know, last year with the Bucks, what he was able to do, like that uh-huh. whole that whole linebacker core was just ridiculous. But, yeah. um, but they, White and especially, they say they're the best ones. They're the best ones because they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, That's, he he can say I'm the best middle linebacker. Come take it. He can, yeah. And you know what? The deeper he played, the more eyes 
were on him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, and, that, and that's and, and that's that's what happens, right? The deeper you play, the more eyes are on you because everybody else ain't playing. Everybody else is at home watching. You know, once you get to a certain part of the season, and so um, obviously, I think he benefited from that as well. But I mean, the dude is legit. Um, and so like he, like he's coming too. So <laughs> for all y'all uh-huh. worried about Fred catching, catching Bobby, like, you know, some people think that Devin is called Fred and Bobby. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's, there's uh-huh. that part of it too. So, um, but that dude is, he's Devin White is legit down there, uh, down there at Tampa in Tampa. Um, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, Get involved in the show at any point. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. The former partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.